welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, This is me once again. I just want to talk about life. How life gives us many different options. How life presents us with many different opportunities, many different choices, many different trials, troubles, and tribulations, many different ups and many different downs. But through it all, life is worth it. Life is what it is, but life within itself isn't what we really think it is and what we've come to know it as. Life is a gift. Life is a gift that is given by God himself. And for us to enjoy that life, we would have to live it in a way in which it was intended for us to live. Many of us have made so many choices based on feelings, based on emotions, based on our own desires, our own agenda, our own hopes, dreams, and goals or visions, all of which within itself is our God-given thing. But if all of these feelings All of these emotions, all of these desires are not what God desires. Then we have to question those things. What was it really all about? Does it even matter? What does it all add up to apart from God? The Bible makes it clear and it tells us that apart from God, we can do nothing. Apart from God, we've lost our sense of who we are. We've lost our identity. We've lost uh, that true self that's waiting, gnawing and clawing to get out of us. Many of us have been living dormant. Many of us have just been existing What would it be if right now, here today, we would choose to to live? We would choose to no longer exist. What would it be like today if we were to say within ourselves, I'm tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of just living day in and day out with all sorts of fears, worries, doubts, questions that are are unanswered. Why are things happening the way that they are in my life right now? Today can be the day where we say within ourselves that I'm tired of this cycle that I'm in. Whatever that cycle may be, that cycle of addiction, that cycle of uh, codependency, that cycle, that bad relationship which we're in and out and we feel as if there is no place or way of escape for us. Whatever that cycle is, I know a man 
a man by the name of Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who's calling you right now. I don't think that this is a small coincidence that you're even on and you're listening today. This was a time that was preset and predestinated from above for you to hear a divine word that will pierce and speak to you in your heart, giving you hope again where there was, there was no hope, giving you peace again where there was no peace, giving you joy again where there was no joy, and giving you life to the place that was dead or dying. You know, God asked the prophet, he said, can these dry bones live? Well, if any of us know the story, they did. And yes, they can. And in you, yes, they will. And they will today. Stay tuned for this awesome message that is coming your way, that if you take hold of it, it will forever change your life. I'll be right back. Listen, have you ever just sat back and thought about, you know, where would I be in my life right now? If I would have made the right choices and the right decisions in my life, where would I be if I would have connected to the right people, the the right um, sources, um, if I would have had the right resources to enrich my life? Where would I be in reference to my destiny, the calling on my life, my, my divine purpose on this earth? earth? These are very powerful and critical questions that each and every one of us um, should uh, always think about or have considered in our lives. At times these questions come hmm, most of the time in our lowest moments in life where we're in deep, deep, deep uh, reflection Wondering what happened. Wondering how did I get here? Well, these questions and many more, um, it's going to be explored on uh, this wonderful podcast. And I just want to welcome you to GCK Ministries um, from yours truly, um, Pastor uh, Eugenio Spence. It is an honor and a privilege to present to you the opportunity of discipleship, the opportunity of a very dynamic teaching in the uh, 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 unwavered truth in God's word. Listen, I'm excited about it. Stay tuned. There is so much more to come and it's coming quickly. Even as God has said, I'm moving quickly. 
God is about to do some things in our lives. God is about to reveal some things unto us in this season that if we grab hold of it, our lives will never be the same. Thank you. God bless you. And I'm looking forward to this awesome experience and time shared together with you. Bye-bye now. God bless. God bless you and God keep you once again. This is Pastor Eugenio Spence. And I'm excited this morning. And if you... uh, tuned in to last week's podcast and you prayed the prayer and you made a decision that uh, last week on that beautiful day, that beautiful evening, that beautiful moment, you made the first of many of the best choices in your life. You chose to have and to begin and to have a fresh start and a fresh beginning in life. You made up in your mind that you're going to make better decisions and better choices in life. You're going to choose Christ and you're going to choose his will and his desire for yourself. I want to commend you and encourage you right now to continue on in that. But what does it mean now? Where are you now that you have made one of the best choices you could have ever made in your life? Where do you start with this fresh, with this new, with this vibrant and vital and dynamic decision to have a fresh start and a new beginning in your life? What is your next step? Well, I'm here to help you and to take you by your hand and We can walk hand in hand through it all. You've made one of the greatest decisions in your life, and now it is time to make a commitment that every step of the way is going to be headed in the direction of your destiny, your purpose, and the calling that is on your life. Stay tuned. I'll be right back with more. God bless you. Hallelujah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is GCK Ministries. We're changing lives one soul at a time is our top priority. This is Pastor Eugenio Spence. Amen. Coming to you from our Walking in Power Hour. For each and every one of you that has uh, been on, uh, whether through the Facebook Live or Amen, the Anchor Podcast, you know that we have began one of the most powerful study series that I've ever had the opportunity, amen, to teach and have been given the revelation of, amen. And we're going to be dealing with, amen, a God-created life. This is part two of this awesome series. So for those of you that have not heard part one, you can go back to amen, on the Anchor Podcast or the Facebook Live and find it so that you may be caught up with each and every one of us. Amen. I openly thanked all those that that attend the Facebook Live 
um, for those of you that have been inboxing me and messaging me and sending your love gifts as I have undergone uh, three to four surgeries within the last uh, two months. I am now on um, the reconstructive surgery concerning my jaw bones and getting the implants that I need in my mouth, which is a very uh, trying experience, um, but a much needed one. And so I just want to thank each and every one of you for all of your love and support um, that you have been giving me. Amen. Today's message, amen, is going to be coming from the book of Genesis chapter 1, um, going from the 6th to the 8th verse. And the title of today's message in, in, in part 2 of A God Created Life is The Law and the principle of worship. I'm going to say that again. The law and the principle of worship. Amen. Now, giving a brief summary uh, concerning last week's message, we began to deal with, amen, uh, the way, the means, and the methodology of how God creates and recreates. Amen. We discovered that God's methodology of recreation itself uh, hasn't and will never change. We dealt with and discussed last week the, the first law and the, the first principle of recreation, which is the law and the principle of light. Amen. Um, if I were to sum up last week's message, it was, it would be, you know, we must allow God's light to, to shine into each and every area of our lives. Um, we have to then begin to, to walk in and, and live in God's light as God's children of light. That light being the light of God's word, as David declared, your word is a light unto my path and, and amen, a lamp unto my feet. Now, for those of you that want to research that in depth, you're going to have to go back to the first part of this teaching in which I told you you can find it on both Anchor Podcast or on the Facebook Live. You just go down my page and you can find it. Now, in today's message, we will be learning about and discussing the second law that we must apply to our lives in order to allow God to, amen, recreate our lives, which is the law and the principle of worship. Now, I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. Amen. It says, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Before I go any further, I want to bring us to where we are right now in the scripture. Last week, we dealt with the first day of creation where the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was empty and void. 
God said, let there be light and there was light. He created light. And we talked about the laws and the principle of light. Now we, as we enter into the second day, we see that God is, is, is in his, in his infinite wisdom. He is structuring everything in perfect order. His first creation was light and his second creation was heaven. It's not a small coincidence as to why God began to create and manifest these things in this particular order. Now, before I even go deep into today's teaching, I have to first of all discuss uh, what the very word worship means. Let us explore this uh, or, or how this word is even, amen, defined. Now, both of the primary words in Hebrew and Greek for worship in the Bible means the same thing. It means to bow down or to lay one's face to the ground. It's an acknowledgement of God's glory, acknowledging that he is uh, transcendent and glorious, and he is also worthy of our full allegiance and devotion. So by the very definition itself, many of us don't truly know or understand what worship, or should I say, true worship really is. As we see in the text today, as God is structuring a, a new heaven and a new earth, he created heaven. But what is heaven itself? Heaven is a place where worship is taking place all day long. Heaven is the place where God resides. Heaven is also the place that as we as believers, amen, are looking up to, even as David said, I look towards the heavens which comes my, my help. Heaven is the place where uh, all of our worship should be directed. All of our allegiance should be directed. All of our attention should be directed. But before we can do that, we have to truly understand what true worship is. We have to understand what the laws and the principles that govern our worship in a way that is pleasing and acceptable to God. Watch this. The definition itself explains itself very clearly. So we're going to dig right into it. The first part of the definition, it says to, to bow down or to lay one's face to the ground. This is a sign of absolute humility and reverence. It's the greatest level of homage, and it's also the greatest level of honor and respect. It's also the greatest acknowledgement of being in the presence of someone or something that is greater or far more superior than ourselves. Now, listen, y'all know I'm a transparent preacher. Listen, we may not bow down our heads or we may not uh, lay our faces on the ground, but as believers and children of God, we bow down and lay our hearts and lives at the feet of Christ. I need y'all to hear me tonight. Listen, our lives in true worship should proclaim, amen, what Paul said in scripture when he declared, it is no longer I 
who lives, but Christ who lives, amen, in me. Now, I have to do a side note this evening. I hear you, Holy Spirit. You see, many of us believe that uh, there is many different types and many different uh, forms of worship. And that's not biblically true. I need y'all to hear this closely. Watch this. I'm going to go back to the definition. It says, it's an acknowledgement of God's glory, acknowledging that he is transcendent and glorious, and he is the he is also worthy of our full allegiance and devotion. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Worship and praise are two separate things. I want us to understand that. Worship and praise are two separate things. And we cannot get them mixed up. Based on the definition itself, worship itself is based on our faith, trust, and obedience to God. That is the true form of worship. Our praise is what we do as we're giving thanksgiving to God. But worship and praise are two separate things. Amen. Now, there was a controversy in scripture concerning this very topic. And y'all know that if I say something, I can also back it up in scripture. Watch this. We're going to go to uh, where Jesus spoke amen, to a woman that brought up this very question and issue. We're going to look at the story of the Samaritan woman at the well, which you can find in the book of John, the fourth chapter, amen, and I'm going to read that, hallelujah, where the scripture says, now, when the Lord knew, he, he, he learned or became aware that the Pharisees had been told that Jesus was winning and baptizing more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples baptized. He left Judea and returned to Galilee. It was necessary for him to go to Samaria. And in doing so, he arrived at a Samaritan town called Sakar, near the tract of land that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, tired as he was from his journey, he sat down to rest by the well. It was then about the sixth hour, that's about noontime. It says, presently, when a woman of Sumeria came along to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone off into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said unto him, how is it that you being a Jew ask me a Samaritan and a woman for a drink? For the Jews have nothing to do with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you had only known and had recognized God's gift and who this is 
that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, him instead. He would have given you living water. She said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw, to draw with, no food, no bucket to draw the water with, and the well is deep. How then can you provide living water? Where do you get your living water from? Are you greater than and superior to our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well and who used to drink from it himself and his sons and his cattle also? Jesus answered her, all who drink of this water will be thirsty again. But whosoever takes a drink of the water that I will give him shall never, not ever, be thirsty anymore. But the water that I will give him shall be become a spring of water, welling up, flowing, bubbling continually within him into and for eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never get thirsty, nor have, nor have to come continually all the way here to draw water. Now I'm going to read verses 19 through 26 where the story begins. The scripture says, The woman said to him, Sir, I see and understand that you are a prophet. Our forefathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where it is necessary and proper to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither merely in this mountain nor merely in Jerusalem. You Samaritans do not know what you are worshiping. You worship what you do not comprehend. We do know what we are worshiping. We worship what we have knowledge of and understand. For after all, salvation comes from among the Jews. A time will come, however, indeed, and is already here, when the true genuine worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking just such people as these as his worshipers. God is a spirit, a spirit being. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Listen, Christ made it very clear in the scripture. And I want to talk about certain things that we ourselves as believers uh, are caught up in the same dilemma concerning worship. Many of us, especially when it comes to, amen, denominations, we say that we don't like this denomination because we don't, don't like the way that they worship. We do not like the way that they believe. We don't like the way that they, that they, that they praise God. Amen. God is not a God that's divided. In this scripture, the Samaritan woman was talking about this very division. Here's the Jews saying that true worship can only be done in Jerusalem. And the Samaritan woman and her Samaritan uh, people said that only true worship can be done at the place where we've always worshipped. But watch this. Christ, in his profound wisdom, he stated one thing. He said, listen, the time is coming. And the time is now here where it's not important 
uh, of the building is not the place of worship. The mountain is not the place of worship. The, the, the house of God is not the true place of worship. Y'all need to hear me and y'all need to hear this clearly. He said the time is coming where God is going to find true worshipers and true worshipers know and understand that it's not important where you worship. That's not the critical aspect that Christ says I want my people to look at because true worship it, 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 it transcends beyond a building, whether you are a Methodist, whether you are a Catholic, whether you are a Pentecostal. True worship is your obedience, your full allegiance to God for who he is. True worship is not just done. Y'all need to hear this. True worship is not just done in a building one day after week. See, we get fooled to think that because somebody is in the house of God and they clapping their hands and they stomping their feet and they speaking in tongues and they ain't even got no interpreter, they running around the church, uh, they they falling out crying, they singing songs to God. That's 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 not worship. That's praise. That's something that we as believers do because of our knowledge and understanding of God. But that is not worship because guess what? I'm going to keep it real. And y'all know I don't sugarcoat nothing. I'm going to step on some toes tonight. Even even the demons know how to clap their hands and stop their feet and sing songs and speak in tongues. Even the demons is faithful with coming to church when the doors is open. Even the demons uh, know the scripture inside and out. Knowledge of it and, 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 and saying these things out of our mouths means nothing. True worship is you're living what you know y'all need to hear me true worship is following and abiding by god's laws god's rules and god's principles that is the true form of worship that is how we serve and live after god with a bowed down head and a bowed down face to the ground with bowed down hearts understanding that he is god and he's god alone listen true worship is this even if God never does nothing else in our lives, it does not take away the fact that he's God. Even if God does not answer any one of our prayers, it does not take away the fact that he is still God. Worship is we, we, we acknowledge him and we reverence him for who he is. Praise is simply we're praising him and we're raising our hands, we're shedding tears, we're, 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 we're stomping our feet, we're singing these songs because of what he's done. Y'all need to hear this and y'all need to understand the difference. See, true worship brings us into genuine praise. See, our praise can't be real if our worship isn't real. Y'all don't hear me. If our worship is real, our praise is real. See, <laughs> y'all, I'm going to say it. Y'all ever been to churches where the praise is so high? You, you think you feel something there, but the moment you leave, whatever you felt is gone with you. I know I'm not the only one. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because it might have been a whole lot of praising in the building, but there was not a whole lot of worship. See, true worship brings about genuine praise 
that'll bring about a genuine move and presence of God in that place to do the supernatural right before our eyes. And we wonder why now what happened to the former church where people used to be healed, people used to be delivered, people used to be set free, people used to be renewed and changed and transformed before they exited out the church doors. We don't see that anymore. It's because there might be a whole lot of praising and a whole lot of hype, but there's not a whole lot of true and genuine worship in the body of Christ anymore. We have all of these preachers that's preaching all of these prosperity messages and all of this. And so now where the saints used to seek God for being God, they're seeking God for what he can do for them. They're treating the true and living God like a Santa Claus. And God is not a Santa Claus. God does what he does for us because he loves us, not because he has to. Not because he's obligated to. Listen, God is sovereign. He don't have to do anything for us anymore. But that does not take away the fact that he's still God. Watch this. Job said that in, in, in great delight. He says, even though he slay me. David said, even though he slay me. I will serve him. When they say that David had a heart after God's own heart, David wasn't a perfect man, but David had a heart of worship, which is the truest desire that God has for us. Listen, when God created in the second day of creation, the heavens, he didn't create it for himself. He created it for us. And then later on, we're going to get into deeper into our own creation, but we have to, and I'm going to stay where we are right now, dealing with a man, God creating the heavens. And that is the place for worship. That is the object that now we have as his created beings to look up to where he resides to worship him because we were created for worship. Listen, listen, look at how a man, the first day of creation, God created life. The second day of creation, amen, God created, amen, heaven. If you truly look at the methodology and you understand the process uh, that God is revealing in this scripture, and you look at the law and the principle of life, and as we walk into that light, what we're actually doing is we're entering into a form and phase of true and genuine worship. Because true and genuine worship is serving God with our whole heart. Despising the things that God despises, loving the things that God loves, and living our life according to the way that God desires us to. That is the truest and genuine form of worship. It has nothing to do with us speaking in tongues, as some believe. It has nothing to do with us, amen, knowing all of these Bible scriptures. It has nothing to do with how we sing and, and, and shout in four walls in front of other folk. But it has everything to do with how we live our life and how we love God and how we love others. That is genuine worship. And I'm here to tell you, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. You can do all those other things, but if you're not living a life of obedience unto God, you are not truly worshiping the God that you say that you love. 
For Christ said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And every word, in, 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 in any other word, if you love me, you will enter into the truest form of worship and live your life acceptable and pleasing unto me. Paul proclaimed his truest form of worship where he says, I reckon myself no longer alive. So it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Listen, saints. Even in the story of the woman at the well, this Christ says the time is coming and the time is now. Listen, the time that he was talking about that's coming is right now. Well, God is looking high and low upon the heaven, upon the earth to find those who will truly worship him, will truly serve him. For only then will we be able, amen, to walk and to live our lives with our God-given power, authority, and dominion. God is asking each and every one of us right now at this time in this season. Will we allow him to lead us, to guide us down a different path than what we're used to? Are we willing to step out of the box and truly enter into our truest and greatest form of worship and genuineness? in our relationship with him. Listen, we're living in a time and a season where it is desperately needed that us as children of God, the body of Christ begins to truly shine in this dark and this dying world. God is looking for some true worshipers. The question is, can he find that heart that mind and that spirit in us? Are we allowing the light of his word and our surrender to the light of his word to lead us into a deeper form of true worship? Or are we stagnated and stuck where we are, living a life of tradition with our heart being far from God? Today is the day that we can make our choice and our decision to truly worship God, to truly love God the way that he loves us, to worship him, amen, for who he is. You see, y'all know I'm transparent. Look, 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 look. When my wife and daughter died, after pastoring at Greater Bethlehem for all of those years, God's light shined in the area of my life that I never knew was there. 
Even though I thought I was serving him, I thought I was giving him my whole heart. But the moment my wife and my daughter died, my fire for God died, my love for God died, my 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 heart for God died. I became angry at God. I became angry at the word, the world. I didn't want to see anything. I told all the members, and some of you are on right now, and you remember this very morning when I said that I cannot, amen, and I will not preach about a God that took everything that I love. Through that hurt, through that pain, through where I'm still recovering from some of the aspects of the accident, I'm still got to get the reconstructive surgery for, to have my, my new teeth in my mouth. I'm, I, I still have other um, 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 things that uh, I'm still dealing with concerning that very accident, but I received one of the greatest gifts that I can ever receive because in due season, I realized that God was still God even when I had my wife and even when my wife and daughter was gone, even though I turned my back on him, his love was still there for me and he still covered me and he still protected me. He's still God. Even if he never did anything else in, in my life, he's still God. And so I can say that boldly today that the form of worship that I worship God today is more genuine than it was. I need y'all to hear me. I pray for certain things with hope and expectations just solely based on this truth. Because God loves me, I know he'll do it. But guess what? I also know that I serve a God who's sovereign. Even if he does not ever move in my life, I'm still going to serve him. I'm still going to love him. I'm still going to obey him. Why? Because he's still God. And nothing can change that. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I want to talk to you right now. God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. A denial is not a delay, and I need you to hear me. The denial is not a delay. The delay is coming from and stemming from a move that God is desiring to do in your heart. He wants to take you to that place of acknowledgement, acknowledging him for who he is, not for what he can do for you. When you get to that place in your heart, in your mind, where you can truly and genuinely say, Lord, even if you don't, I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to serve you. I'm still going to be a vessel and an instrument that you can use as you see fit because you're God. This is the kingdom of God. When we seek ye first the kingdom of God as true and genuine worshipers and children of God, Everything else is waiting to be manifested in our life. He says everything else will be added into our life. But we have to understand the laws and the principles and the methodology that I have already set in my heart to do. And I'll never change it. This is an everlasting laws and principles that I have concerning recreating the new you. The new you that... I had in mind, far before I said, let us make man, I had you in my mind. 
And it's not that God does not hear you concerning the cries of your soul right now. But God wants to get you to that place of full surrender where you acknowledge him for who he is. In action, not lip service. Listen, God is weary with our lip service. God says, I've heard what you have proclaimed to me. But I have not seen the evidence of it in your life. For us to truly, genuinely say that we worship God. Our life has to reflect a certain level of obedience and surrender to God. And the more and the greater we surrender and we obey God in faith, trust, and obedience, the greater the level of our worship, which will lead us into genuine praise. I don't know about y'all, but I've learned in my life. And everything that I've went through and people ask me and and I'm just going to be transparent and real. You want to know how I stand in the midst of everything that, you know, I go through and I endure in my life. I'm not anybody special. I'm no different than you. God don't love me more than he loved you. He loved us all the same. In fact, God loved uh, that person that's out there robbing and stealing and murdering right now at this very moment. The same way he loved me for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The only difference is, is where I'm going to end up when I leave this place and where that person is going to end up if they do not have Christ in their life. I need y'all to hear me. The only way and where I find all of my strength is in this very simple fact. This is why I said that this is one of the most powerful messages I've ever been given uh, by God. I've ever incorporated in my heart and in my life, and it truly changed my life. It is this right here. I worship God with the true genuine worship for who he is. I separate everything that he's done and everything that he's doing because that's my level of praise. I praise him for that, but I worship him because I found out that even if he doesn't do anything else in my life, even if he takes everything from me, even if he never gives me anything, he's still God. And he ain't going to change being God because he's a sovereign God. He bless who he wants. And he curse what he won't. We cannot question him. But I know that I'm created to worship him and to serve him. And I love him. And I show him I love him by my surrender and my obedience to him. And because I give him my all. And because of his great love for me, he doesn't withhold anything from me. See, my strength is not in the calling on my life. My strength is not in the anointing on my life. My strength is not in how much scripture and word I know. My script, my, 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 my strength is not even in my faith. My strength to God is in my acknowledgement that God is God no matter what. No matter what happened in my life, he's God. No matter what I face in my life, he's God. And when God 
And when I'm worshiping God, when God is for me, there's nothing that I can go through that can stand against me. Every weapon formed against me won't prosper. Why? Because it has to go through God first before it even touches me. And that is the only truth that keeps me standing when I face any attack in my life. And y'all been with me for many years. The attack of complete liver and kidney failure where the doctors told me I only had six months. That was over 10 years ago and I'm still alive. My kidneys is functioning well and I didn't have to take dialysis. I didn't have to do any of that. The brain tumor in my head where I was supposed to go through uh, chemotherapy. I, I, uh, I would say foolishly, a man uh, denied that, but I'm still here. There's nothing left in my head. All the other times and ailments of my body and being in the hospital and um, all of the different attacks that the enemy has been um, sending my way to stifle my mouth, I'm still here. And I'm only, be, I'm only here because of my, my understanding of who God is in my life. Who is God in your life? Who has God shown himself to be in your life? And that's a very powerful question. You know, a man by the name of Moses said, hey, you're talking to me through this burning bush. You're telling me to go and speak to a people. What is your name that I may tell them that you sent me? He says, I am that that I am. What was he saying to Moses? I'm God. Nothing more, nothing less. You tell him I'm God. You see, when I look at my father in heaven, yes, I see him as my loving father. Yes, I see Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Yes, I see the Holy Spirit as what empowers me to live a life pleasing and acceptable unto God. But what I also see is God, self-sustaining, sovereign God that does not have to do anything, is not obligated to do anything, but he does it because he loves me. And I serve him and I worship him for who he is. And my worship is not in my praise, but my worship is in how I live my life to the best of my ability for him. The question for all of us today is, will we make that decision today to walk in true and genuine worship, which is far beyond what we say, but all about how we live. And the more we live for him, the more we will be able to walk in all of the power, the authority and dominion that God has already deposited inside of us. We can transcend beyond just existing on this earth and living on this earth. We can transcend from being children that are looking in hope towards the heavens and become children of power and authority, bringing the heavens down on earth.
this is your opportunity to do just that. God is looking for true worshipers. Is it you? You're one choice away from making one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life. God bless you and God keep you. Listen, I told y'all that I was not going to keep, amen, any of you long um, this evening. Amen. I've actually uh, worked today, which is, you know, uh, I usually don't work on Saturdays. Amen. I am a little tired. Um, the medicine that I'm taking right now also has me, amen, tired. But doing what it is that God called me to do is greater than what I feel. And that is another act of my worship towards him, doing what I'm called to do. And I just want to thank each and every one of you that, amen, um, has has gotten on this evening. And y'all know that I do my best to keep the message simple and plain for all to understand that we may be able to, amen, apply it um, to our everyday life in a practical sense. I'm not one of those, and I, I never was taught, and I do not believe, and given a message that's going to hype people up and have them excited for a moment, but then they can't take anything away from it and apply it to their lives. If I don't give you a message that you can apply to your life in a practical way, I have not done anything. And I do not want to be healed amen accountable for that um if any of you have any questions concerning the message you know that my inbox is open for any of you that need prayer um y'all know that amen i'm always available um, i live sleep and eat and breathe ministry 24 hours a day seven days a week every day of the year for those of y'all um know that y'all can reach me at any time amen um listen if and only if a man you are led by hallelujah 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 thank you lord for your message spoken unto us we thank you for this opportunity we thank you for the chance to walk down your path of life and light. We thank you for not only a new beginning, but we thank you for a new way of living. Help us to yield ourselves more and more to you now and help us to learn of you and learn of your ways and what it is that you desire and want for us. Help us and making this transformation that your light may shine through us continually and more and more, even as the noonday sun. We put our trust in you to be who you are, our loving God and Father, the author and finisher of our faith. We, we yield our trust, our hearts, and each and every situation that we're facing, even right now, and we trust that you have a greater and a better destination and purpose and destiny for us. Help us as we begin to take this first step towards you and 
As we're reaching our hand out to you, we thank you that your hand is already stretched forth out for us and we will walk with you hand in hand into this place of the unknown. Well, the only thing that we know is that according to your love, you're going to lead us to a place, a, a land that's flowing with milk and honey, a place of abundance, a place of peace, a place of hope and joy and love and victory. We thank you for all that you're doing and all that you plan to do. And Lord God, we ask all of these things and we consider it all done. And Jesus, holy and mighty and wonderful name, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. With all hearts and minds clear, let us come before the Lord with a a pure heart, a genuine heart, a heart that is open and ready to God, a heart that is prepared to let Him in, a heart that may be hurting, a heart that may be sick and tired of being sick and tired, but a heart that yearns for God a heart that desperately needs God's help. God is waiting right now. He's waiting for us to open up and cry out unto him. Hallelujah. Let us not tarry, but if our hearts and our minds are ready, we can cry out unto God saying, Lord, Lord, I I give myself to you. I give myself to you to do with me and to build with me as you please. Lord, please relieve me from the bondage of sin and self that I may better do your will. I'm tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of living or existing in life and yet not living and enjoying the life that you are blessing me to see on a daily basis. Please, Lord God, take away all of my difficulties that in victory over them may bear witness to those whom I may help of your power, your love, and your way of life. And may I do your will always. Today is the day I open up my heart to you and I ask that you come in. I believe that you died on Calvary's cross and shed your precious blood for my sins. And on the third day you rose from the dead, that as you have died and rose from the dead, I may now die to myself that I may rise and live for you, that I may rise and live life and no longer exist, that I may rise above my problems, my heartaches, my situations, my struggles, my troubles, but I will rise as you rose, rise to my destiny and rise to my purpose. I ask all of these things in Jesus' holy and mighty name. I give you thanks, I give you glory, I give you honor, and right now I consider it done. I thank you for saving me today.
I thank you for saving me this very moment. Now, God, help me to walk in the salvation that was freely given to me today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to, first of all, thank you. And to let you know that if you prayed that prayer, that you have been saved, you have been redeemed, you have been restored and made alive, you have been born again. The heavens rejoice, and God is welcoming you into his holy and royal family. I welcome you as my brother, And as my sister, I want to encourage you to continue your walk with God, your search for God, and uh, to tune in next week as we uh, continue on with this awesome message of God created life. Let us walk together hand in hand as we walk by faith with the Lord. Tune in, share with friends and Um, Share with everyone. Spread the good news. Let them know that there is hope. There is a way. There is a divine privilege, purpose, destiny, and opportunity that is waiting for us all. I thank you. I love you. God bless you. God keep you. Until next week. We'll meet again. God bless. I don't know about you, but I'm just excited about this time. And um, I'm excited about this season. I'm excited about what I know that, you know, God's going to do in your life. I am so excited I'm I'm so happy and I'm so thankful um, for the God that we serve that um, loves us with uh, so much love, love that can't even be put into words. It's an it's an awesome love, and I want you to know that He loves you and I love you. Listen, stay tuned for more awesome episodes. And once again, I want to thank you for your support, and I want to welcome you to the family. And I just want us to enjoy this journey and this walk in the Lord together. Continue to pray for me as I'm praying for you, as the Bible tells us that we should always pray to build up each other as iron sharpens iron. I need you, maybe more than you think, as you may need me to give you a message of hope each and every week. I need you to continue to give me the hope of being able to reach someone that's listening in, being able to encourage and to give hope and life and light through a word that God has for them. Stay tuned and see you next week. May God bless you and keep you. I love you all. Bye-bye now.